Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item for this week, it appears that Google has started adding a message button to Google Posts created through Google My Business. This was noticed by Clara Carlisle, who posted a couple of screenshots, a few screenshots actually on Twitter of different ways that the message button can appear. So as you may know, Google Posts, many of them, uh, depending on the post type, allow you to configure your own CTA button that might say, call now, learn more, buy now. There are various options. Well, message does not appear as an option in the CTA uh, button configuration that the user can control, but it appears that if you have messaging set up within your Google My Business account for that location, then it's possible that a message button will be automatically applied to posts that either contain their own CTA already, or even in some cases, it looks like posts that don't already have a CTA might have a message button added to them. So Google's obviously trying to build more engagement with the message feature. Uh, You may know that, you know, not too long ago, Google added message insights to the GMB insights uh, that it reports on um, within the GMB dashboard. Um, And uh, as Barry Schwartz points out in his uh, write-up on this news, um, Google also recently added message buttons to the updates tab in um, GMB profiles on mobile. So here's one more example uh, where Google's trying to uh, make sure that consumers are aware that messaging is uh, available when the business has enabled that feature. Google has created a new app called TaskMate that pays users for performing small tasks, such as taking pictures of storefronts or recording voice clips. At the moment, the app is only available by invitation in India. The app has two categories of tasks, sitting tasks, which can be performed anywhere, and field tasks, which must be performed at a specific location. Storefront photos belong to the latter category. Once a task is completed and passes a review process, users are paid in local currency. Google does not say how much contributions might be used, but it seems obvious that storefront images could be used to improve the accuracy of maps and the verification of businesses in Google My Business. Next, there's an update to Google Search Console, which expands significantly the amount of reporting and the detail in the reporting uh, that Google is providing around crawling statistics uh, related to individual websites. So in the past, Google displayed uh, pages crawled per day, kilobytes downloaded per day, and time spent downloading pages per day, just those three reports. Now there are several new reports. Uh, In Barry Schwartz's write-up, he goes into detail about what they consist of, um, including the total number of requests grouped by response code, the crawled file type, crawl purpose, Googlebot type, information about host status, URL examples to show where in your site requests occurred, 
and a comprehensive summary for properties with multiple hosts, as well as support for domain properties. So there's a lot of detail uh, there to, for SEOs to dig through. Several SEOs, in fact, have commented on Twitter about the usefulness of the new reports. Um, and in general, you know, SEOs are paying attention to crawling activity because they want to ensure that the right pages are being crawled. Um, Google for complex sites, uh, the uh, the Googlebot might stop crawling at a certain point, and you want to make sure that uh, that crawl budget, as it's called, is being used. Uh, and targeted to the right pages. So this deeper understanding of how Google is crawling your site is going to be a real boon to SEOs who are trying to optimize to make sure that the content that they want to surface in search is actually being indexed by Google. Joy Hawkins has published a new study on the Sterling Sky blog highlighting differences in keyword reporting between Google My Business and Google Search Console. The study finds that 66% of the keywords reported by Search Console are different from those in GMB. Hawkins cites several different reasons for the discrepancies, including the fact that GMB reports on unique users, Search Console does not. First quarter in GMB does not necessarily mean the most recent three months. Search Console misses GMB mobile impressions because the website icon is not present. And Search Console also tracks impressions for ranking trackers, inflating volume for certain queries. Especially notable in the data missing from Search Console, but present in GMB were the implicit search queries, such as Botox rather than Botox near me, for example. GMB data demonstrates that these implicitly local queries generate significant local traffic that does not clearly demonstrate in Search Console. Next, Google has created a new beta program called Small Business Advisors. This is a consultancy program designed to help small businesses understand Google products that are relevant to them. So businesses who are interested in this service can book a 50-minute uh, consulting session with a Google representative. And in that session, they can learn more about Google My Business, about Google Ads, YouTube, and other products that are relevant to small businesses. Uh, any, any business in the U.S., as long as it's a small business, can participate. Uh, they have to have a Google account in good standing. Um, the fee, the normal fee is $39.99 for each session, but that fee is being waived through the end of the year by Google. Uh, in his write-up about the news, Greg Sterling points out that 60 to 70% of SMBs are not working with any kind of marketing agency today. So in their effort to try to figure these things out on their own, they certainly might find it appealing to be able to book time uh, directly with Google. And, you know, Google points out that this is not intended to be a, um, a support call uh, to, you know, work out problems with Google listings or problems with ads or, or, or whatever the case may be. It's rather a consultancy. So it's, it's in, intended to educate the business about the benefits and how to get the most out of uh, various Google products. Um, their uh, sessions might involve video chat and screen sharing, they say. And uh, Google's intention is to cover at least two products in detail per appointment. Google is testing a new Maps overlay, according to Yuke Pennycate on Twitter, that adds information about hotels, including average rating, category, pricing, and other details. Examples shared by Pennycate show hotel map pins with additional information that differs from one hotel to another. Some hotels show the typical editorial descriptions that are common in Maps, while others display rates and availability dates, or else average Google review ratings plus the amenity-based star rating for the hotel. 
PennyCade is based in Spain, where the overlays he captured are displaying. Another commenter in Japan reports that similar overlays with average rating and review count for local hotels are also shown. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.